Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower and I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can find Warren Radio on USA.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, Pure Social, Spreely, and Linktree. And you can listen and download our shows by going to warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. You can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. And don't miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Don't miss this post, Rebellion or Mercy, the Path Well Worn. Rebellion or Mercy, there is a path well worn, and it has been traveled since the first beginnings of man on the earth. Today we are far removed, but the same sin problem is in effect. Do not miss this post, Labor Day Toil and Trouble. Labor Day Toil and Trouble is along with the rest of the calendar year, one huge bucket of trouble. Riots, pillaging, murders, fires, open borders, inflation, short supply, and more. And do not miss this post, The Bane of a Lawless People. The bane of lawless people within a nation cannot be not only seen, but what they do will tear down the moral fabric of society. It is true, our system of government was not made for unrighteous people. And the latest post on warren-usa.com. Do not miss this post, Christian Martyrs Advocacy Miraculous Classic Warren Radio. We look at martyrs from Nigeria, Kenya, and Cameroon. In addition, we look at the latest in miraculous conversions to Christ. And do not miss this post, Casting Down Moab's Isaiah Prophetic Book Part 25 on Battle Lines. Casting Down Moab. In the second portion of The Burden of Moab, the judgment and the extent are fully realized. And be sure to get your book, The Rising, by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. And The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller. There's danger and intrigue. Dark forces are plotting. The nation is at risk. Can Mac save the United States? And be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter by going to danaglinsmith.com where you can visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop where we feature The Rising and other Christian books as well as resources from our Vision Media. And now I welcome in the Watchmen. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing good. We are, man, we're going to be in April, right? No, May. 
May, May, Sunday. May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, we only have two more days of this month left. We used to also give out May baskets. You remember that? Oh, yeah, on May 1st, we used to, I used to make a basket and take go it knock, to the neighbors. Yeah. Or I would take give it to my mom. I'd fill it with bluebells or something from the fields and and knock on the door and run and hide. My mom would come and get it. It was fun. Yeah, you don't, these kids don't do anything like that anymore. Not that I'm aware of. Yeah, there's no no such thing as child time. <clears throat> oh, and Biden also uh, today, I, I was telling you earlier a lot of the stuff. Uh-huh. <clears throat> he cha- they changed the definition of what sex is, uh, you know. Probably they, gender What did they change it to? I don't know, I didn't read the thing. You know, they're all woke. Unfortunately, they're all woke. I I don't need them to tell me. God created man and woman, and that's it. No matter what they do, there's still only two. That's right. They can change. They can pontificate. They can make it law. They can swear on a stack or whatever, and it ain't going to change the fact that God created male and female. That's right. You don't like it? Tough. Go talk to the author of life, the one who created us. If you have a problem, you go see him. There you go. That's you know, right. it, it, he's got the biggest address in heaven. You can't miss him. And, uh, well, you probably will because you won't even get close to him because you haven't repented yet. <laughs> Otherwise, I, you know, I could send you right to the devil. He would, you know, he would agree with you. Yeah. He might even tell you there's even more genders. Because he's a, he's a liar and the father of lies. He was a liar from the beginning. And he's a thief. Yeah, he comes not but for to kill, steal, and destroy. Yep, unfortunately. Period. And uh, we're on part 129 in Isaiah's prophetic book. And the devil was the same way back then. Yes, a liar and a thief. And today... In the New Covenant, he's still a liar and a thief. And when all time is over with and we've got a new heavens and a new earth, he will be destroyed and he will still be known as a liar and a thief. That's right. Amen, he will. But thank God for Yahshua who triumphed openly over all principalities and powers. Amen. That's all there is to it. We may be weak, we may be defeated at times, we may get victorious at times, but the bottom line of it is the Lord is the one in charge. Yes. And he's triumphed over all principalities and powers. Bless the Lord. Thank God. I know. When you look around and go on social media and see what they're doing, you know, it depends on which one you're at. It's scary. Yeah. And, you know, see, these kids that, in all this woke liberal stuff they do, they encourage each other in this nonsense. <laughs> and they've actually gotten so good at it that they believe this nonsense that they're pushing. So the Biden administration goes right along with them. And the reason they do is because the Democrats want them to vote Democrat. That's right. See, they don't care about the saving of the soul. They just want them to become Democrats. Well, Democrats, if... I got news for you, Democrat and Republicans, neither political party is going to save your soul. There's only one way, and that's through Yahshua, Jesus Christ. So I suggest you get off your high horse and get repentant and get straight. That's right. Amen. Well, you know, I I like the fact that You know, when John the Baptist preceded the Lord, he was Elijah to come, if you will, Lord said. And a greater than Elijah is here, meaning himself. John even said as much as well. But Elijah is one of the greatest prophets we've ever had. Moses was a great prophet. And there's no doubt we need a great prophet again 
Yes, we do. Yes, in this, we do. In this country, to go around with signs and wonders and fire from heaven to wake people up. But you know what? You're not going to get that kind of a prophet. You have the church here, and God expects the church to get up and announce and warn and teach and give the gospel and set people free. He expects Christians to stand up. And uh, that's all there is to it. You're going to lose your country if you don't. And you and you have to stand up against this nonsense that has snuck in to our schools and to our politics and to our social media. It's nothing but nonsense, and it's wicked. It's corrupt to the core. It's sad. I, I'm deeply troubled and saddened by this, the way things are today. I know. So at any rate, we're going to start this. Okay, so Fear Not, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 129. Fear not are the words that Israel should have paid attention. They had a God who listened, but Judah delved into idolatrous practices on her own. Falling away from the Lord, they were sent into captivity. But they are now out of that judgment, and the prophecies we look at are now speaking directly to the issues at hand. For Israel, a decision to fully follow the Lord is paramount. Opposite that is the world's folly of idolatry. Even today, the nations of men have many idols like technology, knowledge, and the worship of earth and the stars, which are but a few compared to the many vain idols people have today. And now back to you. You know, you said earth, the worship of earth. Another thing that happened today, there was a video, and I can't remember where this meeting took place, but it was a city council. And uh, they called for prayer. And, you know, people can pray at different times to different gods, so they prayed to Mother Earth. Oh, my goodness. The great Mother Earth they were praying to. And a bunch of people got up and walked out, and they were probably Christians. Probably, and good for them. But, you know, you can call on Mother Earth all you want to, but there's only one God that's going to save your soul, and only one God cares enough to to warn you and loves you enough to save your soul. That's right. So, I'll do this now. Okay, I'll see you on the other side. Yep. We left off in, uh, well, we're going to begin, I should say, in Isaiah 44, 8. But uh, the last verse of the last time we did this, which was a couple of weeks ago, and uh, the reason was we had website troubles both weeks, and I had to work on that, and uh, we got her fixed this week finally. And so uh, things like that do happen. Now, we left off at verse 47, so we're going to begin verse 8. But this is where we were. And who, as I shall call and shall declare it, and set it in order for me, since I appointed the ancient people and the things that are coming and shall come, and let them show unto them. And of course, you know, we can we can look at that and we could spend an whole hour talking about that. There's only one who created the ancient people. There's only one who appointed everything. And that includes male and female. See, he appointed the ancient people. He declared the things to be set in order, male and female, the heavens, the sun, the moon, the stars, the earth, and everything therein is. And this is really important for Israel because they're fighting, trying to, you know, they're going to be getting out of Babylon. Their 70 years is up, and that's a long time to be you know, in some other land away from your home. And I can't even imagine that. And today in Israel was Holocaust Remembrance Day as well. And uh, there's no people more than the Jewish people that prophecy centers around for the end of days. That's the way it is. 
Jerusalem is a special place. That's the way it is. And so as we sit here in America, you know, we go through these things and we study the history of Israel. There's a lot of things that we can glean from these verses. In verse 8, it says, To fear ye not, neither be afraid. Well, you know, when we talk about fear, the future brings fear. You know, even if you're a slave in Babylon for 70 years, you got a routine. You get food, and by then you've got everything worked down. You're getting older, you have kids, and they're going to be slaves. But yet, along comes Daniel and starts the rumor that he's studied, and he found out that the 70th year is coming up. And he had figured that from the writings of Jeremiah. And so it set in motion the book of Daniel, a lot of the stuff there. And, and, it, and it really plays right in Isaiah's prophecies as well. And today, look at us. We, we are divided in America. We've got a war going on in the Ukraine. We've got Putin who threatens to use nuclear weapons. We've got an American administration that don't know whether they're a foot or horseback. They, they do everything in their power to help the people you shouldn't be helping, like Iran, who came out today and said that they were real close to getting enough of the stuff they need to make a nuclear weapon. And that'll be on their agenda. And they, they can have that probably within a short time. So we're talking the world is a nasty place uh, because of not just the Biden administration, but because the fact that there was cheating going on the election, that we have such a division in this country, and that we are unclean before God. You know, well, you can say, well, I'm an American. That doesn't make you clean. You know, the America's Constitution is a great thing, but it does not save your soul. It does not make you clean. There's only one way, and that's through repentance. And that's an important part of being born again. Now, I haven't even got through two verses tonight. And I've talked about that several times, about the Lord and redemption but you think about that a moment. Fear ye not, neither be afraid. Have not I told thee from that time, have declared it, you are even my witnesses? Is there a God beside me? Yea, there is no God, I know not of any. See, the children of Israel knew who appeared to Abraham. They knew about the promises that flowed through Abraham's loins. And through to his heirs. They knew about Egypt. They knew about the deliverance. They knew about being taken care of for 40 years in the desert. They knew about God being provoked by their own actions. And their idolatry with the golden calf at Sinai. They know what it's like to be afraid when the Lord came up on the mount and it shook everybody, including Moses. When they got into the land, you had Joshua and Caleb who were old men, but they were strong enough to fight and they took on the Nephilim, their children anyway, and won. These were the giants that were in the land that the ten, actually twelve spies went in and two of them had a good report and the other ten didn't. See, anything connected to the Lord is fear you not. Today, the Lord is saying to the church and to the Christians and the believers, fear you not. I have been here from the beginning. I have been with Israel. I have declared it. I created everything. I know how many sexes there are. I know what your foolishness is. I know what you've been doing. There is nothing kept from me. And that's why I sent my son. He says, is there a God beside me? Yea, there is no God. I know not any. 
And so the phrases, fear ye not, neither be afraid, and have not I told you, have not I declared it. Fear ye not, neither be afraid, have not I told you, have not I declared it. You are my witnesses. Is there a God beside me? There is no God. I know not any. These are all short phrases put together, and that will tell you the whole thing. There is no other God. You are not to be afraid, because if this God created everything, he can take care of you in your situation. And when you're in a country that is not right with God, and you know the history of the judgment of nations that went on in the Old Testament, and the Jewish prophets actually did quite a bit of prophesying, prophesying about that. See, God is in control. And I think that, that if there's anything that demonstrates God's work, it's how he dealt with Judah and the northern tribes, which we call Israel. Today we call them the lost tribes. But they're not all lost today. They're coming back. And so, you know, today on a video I was watching. <clears throat> and it had to do with Klaus Schwab. You, you probably heard of him. And he had someone with him. And they were talking about the fact that there is no God. That it's just, and I'm paraphrasing, made up in the minds of Christians and Muslims and other groups. There's no such thing. They didn't believe in it. They believe that they are going to control the earth and there is going to be a power that will control the earth. And that will be the beast, Revelation 13. And so there is no doubt that one day... This thing that Klaus Schwab wants to do is going to be done. Whether or not he's going to get it done and this is the end, we will have to wait and see. Jeremiah says, chapter 30, 9 through 11, But they shall serve the Lord their God and David their king, whom I will raise up unto them. Now you see, Jeremiah was the major prophet dealing with Judah at the time to tell them what was coming. They didn't want to listen. Talk to us of smooth things. They didn't want any, any bumps in the road. They didn't want to hear it. And so that's why we call Jeremiah the weeping prophet. Because of his ministry and what he went through. But here he tells them. They shall serve the Lord their God and David their king. Now Yahshua fulfills the Davidic inheritance in that. He is the Davidic. We call him the greater son of David. And he will rule during the millennium. He will come back. It will be during a time. And you can get into... Uh, let me think here. The last chapter in Zechariah has a good description of a lot of this. And a few chapters before that describes other incidents, other things that are going to happen. But make no mistake. You know, he's talking about Israel. Although they were going to go, Judah rather, going to go into trouble. For 70 years, they were going to serve the Lord their God. So he goes on to say, Therefore fear thou not, O my servant Jacob, saith the Lord, neither be dismayed, O Israel. Now when we see um, Jacob, we're looking at Judah, the whole, actually, out of Jacob's loins, we have the entirety of the state of Israel, all the tribes. 
and Israel we think of the northern kingdom but see we have two and and the two are going to be united that that that's the key in all this because the lost tribes of Israel which is the other half that got uh, divided there was Judah and the northern tribes that got divided after the sin of Solomon Solomon ran uh, reigned you know during a time when Israel as a whole kingdom reached the pinnacle of their glory on earth. Solomon, though, his heart led astray by all them concubines and women who were wives, some of them foreign, brought in foreign gods. And that caused trouble, and God judged the nation. Yet for David's sake, they were going to take out Jerusalem they're going to take out Judah. And they were going to have, an, have that. And they would have the northern tribes. So they're a country, a nation of people today, that are again outnumbered. But God is not done with them. And Christians are outnumbered in a lot of places. In a lot of places, Christians, it's not fun to be a Christian. It's survival. In America, our Christianity has never been survival. Not usually. We have had beautiful things, beautiful churches. We've always had the finest clothes and carpets on the floor and Everything, and I say that in reference to a brother in Christ that I came across many years ago. And we were in a rod parsley at his church, and I was going up to be um, anointed for a pastor. And uh, he was there to be anointed from a pastor, but he was going to go back across the ocean. And we were talking because Tower and I seen him. And he was having trouble, so we went over and helped him with the pop machine. He had never seen one. We got him a pop, and he looked down, and he says, Oh, yeah, you got clothes on the floor. We didn't know what he was talking about. And then we looked down, and he says, You got, he was motioning to the floor. That's carpet. <laughs> See, you in America, and in the UK, and in Canada, and we can go to Australia, we can, we can go to New Zealand. We can go to a lot of places where the church has been free and has done good. And they became prosperous. And their hearts became cold. And they fell away. Now the church in America is not where it needs to be. And we're still trying to pretend like everything's going to be fine. It ain't going to be fine. Your nation is going to hell. Now, see, the problem you have with Jeremiah preaching, they wouldn't listen. He tried to tell them. They said, don't speak to us. We, we don't want to hear it. Now, see, Jeremiah then comes along in 30 and says, but they shall serve the Lord their God and David their king, whom I'll raise up. No matter how stubborn you are, I'm going to bring you through it. Therefore, fear thou not, O my servant Jacob, saith the Lord, neither be dismayed. O Israel, for lo, I will save thee from afar, and thy seed from the land of their captivity. And Jacob shall return, and be at rest, be quiet, and none shall make him afraid. For I am with thee, saith the Lord, to save thee, though I'll make a full end of all the nations, whither I have scattered thee. Yet I will not make a full end of thee, but I'll correct thee in measure, and will not leave thee altogether unpunished. Now that's exactly what he did. Today we can look back, and we can see today Israel's still there. A full end has never been made of them, and they're at more at peace today than they have. But yet, during this time of Holocaust remembrance and a lot of other things, they have enemies. And we can look and, and address this in the same way for America. We're not where we need to be. And we have backslid. And... We have a lot of issues, and we are divided. 
and we're liars and cheaters and thieves and thugs. Our borders are open with every kind of, you know, it. it there's consummate evil that's coming in through those borders now. There's wickedness. Yet the Lord is saying today to America clearly, it's time, church, to stand up. It's time, people. Don't put off serving the Lord. Be prepared, for the time is growing short. God is not going to send Jeremiah here. He's not going to send some of these other prophets. He's sent a lot of men and women of God to warn and exhort and try to train this nation into godliness. It's left for the church. You want America? You want Canada return to what it was? You want New Zealand? Australia? You want your nation to stop being so divided and messed up and open borders and and everything going wrong, you need to repent. Stop listening to those that are trying to tell you to follow all those other gods. Stop listening to those in the city council that want to pray to Mother Earth. Dear God in heaven, the God in heaven created Mother Earth. You need to pray to him. And you need to ask him for forgiveness because you turned Mother Earth into an idol. Now, see, you want to see the future of it going to Zechariah 8, 3 through 8. Thus saith the Lord, I am returned unto Zion, and will dwell in the midst of Jerusalem, and Jerusalem shall be called a city of truth, and the mountain of the Lord of hosts, the holy mountain. Now, see, that will be fulfilled during the millennium. But it also has a fulfillment when Israel went back in the land and built the temple. Because they were back united with the Lord at that time. They had paid their debt to God. They were 70 years in captivity. And he brought them back. But see, America and the nations are not Israel. We are grafted in. Because of Yahshua, Jesus Christ, and his work on the cross. We are the newcomers on the block. Israel has been here for ages. They have known this God. And they have sinned against this God. And they've been reunited with this God. And they've gone through a holocaust. And still survived. I saw a picture of this woman and her daughter. They were both Jews living in Israel. And she was old, real old. She still had the number from the concentration camp on her arm, and all of the rest of her family were killed. She alone escaped, and she got into Israel, and she has a whole pile of kids and grandkids, and her granddaughter in this picture was standing beside her. She was a young woman dressed in an IDF uniform. You see, that entails the blessing and the promises of God. Now, yes, they need to know who the Lord is, the Savior. But God is not done with them. And you see, we need to wake up. Now, the biggest problem we have in America, one of them, is idolatry. And also, idolatry, which is pushed by Satan himself. Another idolatry is Satanism. Because you're making a hero out of the arch enemy. And we have a whole crop of American kids and young men and young women and even older. Well, I'll tell you. Another story, and it's true. 
And I've said many times that I've been a chef, executive chef, business owner. I've been in the restaurant all my life. I'm retired. But one of the first jobs I had, and I was a line cook, real good. I learned there. I learned under several chefs. But the dishwasher claimed to be Satan, and he did crazy things. He had his own satanic Bible. I don't even know where he got it. But you see, the devil's always had his own Bible. Book of Rules. And this was back in the 60s. So if Satan, and this kid called himself Satan, and he would do weird things. And, uh, and that was just one long ago. The only one I ever ran into. Now today, I bump into these Satanists everywhere. I have bumped into them on YouTube. Because when we're preaching on there, and this has been years ago, I since got off there, and I've got a lot of stuff on there, but I don't put much anymore on there. Because YouTube can't be trusted. But at any rate, they were Satanists. And they were also Christians. And I talked to one of them. We wrote back and forth for a while, and then he stopped. But he believed in Jesus and believed in Satan, so he followed Satan and Jesus Christ both. And I said, you can't do that. So we had some conversations, and he went his way. Never seen him again. But in the pathway of life, you never know. You see, one day is an opportunity. And if you miss it, then it's not very good. And there's only one opportunity for you to save your soul. And that may come and go and it'll be too late. The folly of idolatry. You're calling upon something that is not going to answer your prayers, that could care less about you. And the only reason that there's any kind of supernatural activity around that idol is because of the devils that are on the other side, the demons, who do things to make you think. But that rock or whatever you're worshiping is real. There's something to it. Verse 9, they that make a graven image, all of them vanity. Are all of them vanity or useless? It don't get you anywhere. And their delectable things will not profit. And they are their own witnesses. They see not nor know that they may be ashamed. Now see, today in America, that's so true. It's true with a lot of the people that I've talked to. The bottom line of it is, is that somewhere along the line, the decisions people make, you're either going to be ashamed or you're going to be rejoicing. And especially when you're trusting in idolatry. Now see, a long time ago, it was graven images and offerings to gods in the heavens, the stars and things. Today... It's Mother Earth. We've got real Satanists that have set up shop in America. And they want to have after-school clubs. And they do have them. To teach children that there is no God and there is no Savior. That's their goal. Matter of fact, a major suit came out about it. See, because we're American, we have equal rights. Equal rights even to send our children to hell. And that's not what our forefathers intended. But that's the way it is today. Because we're woke. You never know what the woke are going to be. Because they decide their own 
little wokeness in their own pronouns. There's only two, male or female. But they don't like that. But you see, when the Lord comes back, all those things that you think are so important will be vanity or useless. But see, the things you cling to today, oh, they're delectable. You love it. You relish it. You roll in it. You revel in it. You revel in the rebellion. And you love to make those who don't believe it, you love to shock them. And those of you who are into Satanism, who like to drink blood, like a lot of the Satanists have come out, a number of them, and said the way that they worship Satan is through the aborting of babies. Now we know this to be the absolute truth. Because of the history of a lot of our own interviews that we did from people coming out of that lifestyle. They attested to it. You see, they used to kill the babies in the womb. That's what abortion was. And from a woman who is involved in this stuff and is a Christian, this was many years ago, she told them that you have to kill the baby in the womb. Because if you bring it out, that's murder. That's what she said. So they always made it a practice when they were doing their sacrifices to kill the baby in the womb. Then, of course, there's a drinking of blood, and there's also another little hormone, little thing that they like to take that gives them a high. And it's a thing out of the brain, I believe. The children of Israel, Judah, passed their children through the fire to Baal. The children of Israel, they knew that the Lord had delivered them from Egypt. What made them get into that, and why would the high priest agree to that? Jeremiah is told not even to pray for him. The Lord even said nobody could rescue him. You know, I mean, if you sent Moses back from the dead, he wouldn't even be able to intercede for them because they were so far gone. Because Judah had reached a point, so did the northern tribes. And this is why we're going through this, to show the vanity and the reality. Because God is dealing with them right now. That they're going to be delivered and they have to understand who they are going to follow. Jeremiah 10. Jeremiah straightens them out. A couple of verses here. But the Lord is the true God. He is the living God and an everlasting king. At his wrath the earth shall tremble and the nations shall not be able to abide his indignation. Thus shall you say unto them, the gods that have not made the heavens and the earth. Even they shall perish from the earth and from under these heavens. He that made the earth by his power, he has stretched, he has established the world by his wisdom and has stretched out the heavens by his destruction, his dis discretion. And he goes into a lot more. He's telling his own people that should know who the true Lord is, the true God is. <laughs> That's what we do today. All the time we're putting our shows and various things up, articles. Been doing it for years, all over social media. And all of a sudden we'll have some twerp on some social media that has a bone through his nose and purple hair, you know, and he hasn't dressed correctly in 30 years, say, well, nope, that goes against our policy. So they get rid of it. Violating your free speech. But see, nobody cares. And so when this nation falls and the churches are burnt down, 
and the Christians are laying in the gutter along with others, and your nation is totally destroyed from nuclear warfare or something, you can explain all this to the Lord. Well, I heard it, but I didn't want to believe it. I just cast it aside. Because that's what Israel did. And the nations of men today are doing the same thing. It's prophesied. Paul talks about it. Second Thessalonians 2, they're going to reject the love of the truth, which is the Father loving God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. The Lord came because he loved the Father. And he, you know, and he showed us what true love was by dying on the cross for our sins. You see, that's the love of the truth. The world is going to reject it. And they're going to accept another delusion which will be sent by the Lord God, which will convince them to follow this guy who shows up and will do signs and wonders. And there will be really signs and wonders. Many years ago, most of us who studied this stuff thought they were going to be pseudo-miracles because this is the devil. But if you follow the example going back to Moses dealing with Egypt, you know, there was a time when the magicians there next to Pharaoh could do just what Moses was doing. And then as it progressed, they couldn't. So make no mistake, deception can look real and be real. And you have a world right on the tipping point of the greatest delusion that will ever happen. And it's at this time, right now, that God is calling the church and calling America and the nations of men that if you're going to do good, if you're going to wake up, you need to do it now and come to the Lord. And if you're a pastor, you need to warn and stand up and get your you know, your citizens, and, and they're going to hate you for it, some of them. It's going to get worse. But see, it could also get better. It could also get that thing where we turn it around. Where people see the light. For with God, nothing is impossible. See, Paul said this in Ephesians 4.17, This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind, uselessness of their mind. That's where America is. I mean, that's all we have. We have a divided America. We have divided social sites. We have a president that is in his own world, has no clue, really, what's going on. He's the one who mishandled Afghanistan and billions of dollars worth of equipment found their way into radical Islamists. One of the finest, <laughs> I mean, everything that was over there from the embassy to, you know, the air base. <laughs> he left it. Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lasciviousness and to work all uncleanliness with greediness. Now here's the kicker, folks. But you have not so learned Christ. We have not learned uncleanliness through Christ. When you take up your cross, remember Christ, when he had the cross, he was heading to his death and sacrifice. Carrying a cross doesn't make you a hero. Carrying the cross makes you an object of scorn. Because the Lord was scorned, even while he hung dying on the cross, saving the souls of all humanity. They spat upon him, mocked him, even the Pharisees did, and those from the temple. But one day, those who mocked him are going to stand before him and realize the one that is on the cross that they mocked and they spat upon is the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings. So today, as we look at Isaiah and Israel, understand this. 
God demanded from Israel to walk in the way that he expected them to walk. And they didn't do that. They served other gods. In verse 10, Isaiah asks this, Who has formed a god, a molten or molten a graven image that is profitable for nothing? Now, I like what Kyle and Delish says on this verse. The heathen gods are so far from being a ground of trust that all who trust in them must discover with alarm how they have, been, they have deceived themselves. Now, when we talk about heathen gods and idols, we think of, you know, all the little gods that they have, the various, and I could name them, and has a religion attached to it. And we're talking about modern societies. But you say God has given man a choice. Habakkuk chapter 2, 18 and 19. This is good. What profiteth the graven image that the maker thereof has graven it, the molten image and a teacher of lies, that the maker of his work trusteth therein to make dumb idols? Woe to him that saith to the wood, Awake, to the dumb stone, Arise, it shall teach. Behold, it is laid over with gold and silver, and there is no breath at all in the midst of it. But the Lord is in his holy temple, let all the earth keep silent before him. See, the thing good about this story about Israel and going to Babylon is the fact that there, we have examples of the Jews living their life and having the faith and believing in Jehovah God. Meshach, Shadrach, Abednego, and Daniel. And they just, every day, they did whatever they were told to do, but they also took time to seek the Lord and keep that faith in their heart. They didn't have a temple, but they still kept the faith. So when they stood before Nebuchadnezzar, he asked him, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do, you not, do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? And they didn't. Now in the last part of verse 15 in Daniel 3, he says, But if you worship not, you shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. Who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? And this is their answer. O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so be our God whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve your gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Now see, that applies to us today as Christians. Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego lived at a wicked time in a, in a pagan nation. We are living in a pagan nation. We know who the true and living God is, and we know who the Savior is. So you need to stand up today to this country and to the world. Our God is able to deliver us. But be it known unto you, if he does not, we will not serve your gods, bow down to your idols, nor believe in your vanity. This is the truth. And this is how when we look at Isaiah and we see what the children of Israel had gone through. God was still going to deliver. And today Israel is sitting over there with a lot of trouble. And you have other Arab nations. Ishmael, the other side. 
Saudi Arabia, who said, we want peace, and we want to have freedom and give our people freedom, and we do not believe in these radicals and what they're doing, killing everybody. So they're sticking with Israel and the covenant of Abraham that Trump worked out when he was president. You see, not every Muslim wants to be an extremist. Not every Muslim nation, like Iran, wants to blow the living hell. And I do mean hell. That's what they're intending. Out of Israel, out of America, and the world. So there is a time of visitation. And right now we do have a time of visitation and trouble. Father, thank you for your word. Bless those that hear this word whenever they do. Lord, be gracious unto them. Guide them and lead them to yourself. Protect them, Lord, and keep them and their families safe. And bless them in Jesus' name. Okay, Tower. So don't forget, in the morning, we'll have another show. And we'll be, that's the Day of the Lord series there. And so, I do that one in the morning on Fridays. So be sure to check it out. And you can find them, we're on a lot of various places. But you can find everything on our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Don't forget to get my book, The Rising. Check it out on my website. Get the book. Let me know about it. Go back to the website. Send me an email. Read it and put down a comment about the book. I'll have I'll have something for you. But I gotta know for sure that you bought the book and really read it. Tower? Yes. We're coming to the end. Okay. Well that was a very good show tonight. I always like Isaiah because I think it relates so much to today and what's going on around us. So we're glad you joined us. Thank you. We love you, we pray for you, we hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. Good night, everybody. And don't forget to pray for your nation, pray for the churches, pray for the unbelievers, pray for the children. The children, in so many ways, are victims. From the border being opened, to the schools, to overseas, there are many ways that these poor kids are being taken advantage of in a terrible way. So pray for the children. Pray for your family to wake up. And trust the Lord. Because we are, one day, going to be in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. We will know the Father. We will see the Father. We will be with them. And what a glorious day that shall be. And as Paul said, all Israel shall be saved. Shalom, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.